What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Chimmy Comics cast. I'm your host with the most Tanner Papa Sita Curb. Alongside the coolest dude in comics books. In comics books? In comics books. You know what? I've messed up the intro for you the did. past three episodes. I want y'all to know that. I've noticed it every time I've edited it. That one sounded painful, though. Yeah, you sounded like you sounded like the SpongeBob intro. Oh. I'm trying to have fun with it. I'm trying to have fun with it. So, welcome to the Chimmy Comics cast. I'm your host. Like I said, I'm your host, Tanner Kirby, alongside the coolest guys in comic books. To my left, the man who's never wrong, Wyatt. I'm just happy to be here. All right. And to my right, Mr. Chimmy Comics himself, Riley freaking Davis. Freaking, hello. (laughs) (laughs) So, as I live and breathe, welcome back to the Chimmy Comics cast. Like I said, every show we start out with a little thing I like to call, oh, by the way, this is the the first show of the new year. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. Yay! Merry 2020, everyone. 2020. How you doing? And I would like to start out this Chimmy Comics cast with the first issue of business, which is always, what have we read for the month? Right. Okay. Um. Well, my repile is very small. <gasps> it's all on his phone. Ah, this is a first. Um... Well, first of all, hand me that book. Uh, Wyatt and I reviewed um, Star Wars The Old Republic Revan. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I gave it a 10. Yeah. You can see our review. Oh, damn. Um, really, High praise. Riley really, really liked it. it I gave it like I a loved it. Nice. Time, it, it didn't does, have as much military stuff. If you're not familiar with Revan, or if you are... See, um, you weren't, right? No, not You weren't familiar with him at all. Not at all. See, I knew about I know uh, Revan. Good. He called him Ravon. Yeah, so, I did. <laughs> um, Sounds cooler. I don't want to say half the book. Almost half the book takes place in between the first two games. Yep. And then the other half takes place after the second game. But it does a great job of explaining, like, what happened in those games um, and, like, why the second game wasn't about Revan um, and where he was during all of that. Mm-hmm. So... And it also goes into depth on a character named Lord Scourge. So, about half this book, man crush. Yeah, about half this book was about him, um, and it's really cool to see a Sith who's interested in the light side for a change. You don't really mm-hmm. see that very often, so that's why I liked it so much. Um, and the Revan stuff was really cool too. So, anything you want to say about it? No, you pretty much covered it. I have a question. Does Karth make an appearance? Who's who's that? I guess it's another. Is that one of Revan's companions? Yes. From, which the only companions is he, Bastila, right? He, no, Bastila, the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. Guy. Okay. And um, uh, T three. Mm-hmm. They mention H K, and they mention yeah. the Wookiee and Twilight Girl, but Revan didn't want to take them away from their business. Yeah. Makes this. sense. So. I wish Karth had an appearance. I liked Karth. Who was Karth? He was like the scoundrel of the group. Oh, I see. If you're a girl character in the first KOTOR game, that's your, like, romance person. Hmm. Karth. Did you romance Karth as a girl in KOTOR? No, I was a Bastila man all the way. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just like real Revan. Yeah. They um, know my likeies. So, I also read um, 
well, I'm not done with it yet, but I'm reading the, um, it's called Halo the Flood. So it's about like the first Halo game. It's a novelization of the first Halo. Y'all can't tell me this thing ain't about angels and 1676. It isn't. Well, Noah had a flood. The flood wasn't made out of biomass and a parasitic life form. Yes, it was. I've been reading the Bible <laughs> all wrong. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. I'm only about like 150 pages in, I guess. Um, but it's um, it's picking up for me. It's one of my favorite books because this has a lot of like uh, military action okay. and a lot of like battles and stuff that they go over from the tactical view, which I really like. Mm-hmm. And... All right, is that all you got, Ronnie? Um, the guy who wrote Fall of Reach, um, does he write the next book? Yes, he writes okay. a trilogy. Uh, they got William C. Dietz is the one who wrote uh, the novelization of the first game. Eric Ray writes Operation First Strike and Ghost of Onyx, which is actually what I read. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this guy. I just kind of miss the structure of mm-hmm. the first guy because like the chapters are so much smaller. Yeah, in uh, Follow Reach, there was what, like 30 or so chapters? Yeah, there's a lot of chapters. There's a lot of chapters, this and one it's just 12. Really yeah, there's only 12. And it's even longer. And it's a longer book, so. Um, it, um, it does have breaks. Like, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In between the chapter, but Because I mean, you're following, like, four different storylines yeah. that converge sometimes. Um, but other than that, I just read um, my monthly comics. Mm-hmm. Um, what are see. you reading monthly wise, Rob? Well, I'm going to tell you, Tanner. I'm interested. Here we go. So, did I ever tell you guys about that um, tragedy of Dark Plague? It's the one. Yeah, <laughs> about that. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. Symbiote Spider-Man comic. Yeah, yeah. You we talked it. about it. It's by Peter David. Um, I think Greg Land drew it. I'm not sure. Um, but it's basically just some like some stories that they're writing about when he had the black suit in the 80s. Correct. Um, So it's just some fun tales of that time. So Mm -hmm. this is like a continuation of that, but in this issue, Spider-Man like kind of, he wakes up and the world is like completely different from what he knew. So like now the reason it's different is because the Hobgoblin is now the Sorcerer Supreme. So he's remade reality. Ooh. Ooh. So he's the main villain in this story. If you recall, the Hobgoblin in the 90s was an important character on Spider-Man the Animated Series. Oh, in yeah. that, he was voiced by Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So I'm quite the fan um, of the Hobgoblin. They ruined it in the comics, though. Because like, they kept hinting at who he was and then did a bunch of stupid stuff. To make him not as interesting. Okay. Well, most people would disagree with you because that's one of the most beloved Spider-Man stories ever written. I don't give a shit about what other people I'm, think. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm right and they're wrong. No, okay, Tanner. <laughs> Ignore him. Yeah. Go read that stuff. It's me, the real green goblin. Good gosh. That was a great episode of Spider-Man the Animated Series. You wouldn't have had all of that stuff in the Animated Series if it wasn't for that comic, though. I know. Remember, the Hobgoblin was in that show before Green Goblin was. Yeah. They had to sell them toys, man. 
Gotta sell the toys. They did. They kept wanting the real Green Goblin. They're like, nah, we already made all these Hobgoblin toys. <laughs> True story. Let's see what else I read. It's worth talking about. Oh, uh, Doomsday Clock ended. And? Finally. Um, it was a pretty good ending. I was <gasps> pretty satisfied with that. That's good. Um, but we'll we'll review the whole thing later on once you guys have read it. Also read um, Doctor Doom has been good. Have I told you guys? Yeah, yes, you have. It is very good. Still good. Um, yes. Still reading the Mortal Hulk. I am still reading Mortal Hulk, but I don't think I read any this month. Gotcha. I think I'm still waiting on the next book, or I think it just came in actually. Nice. So I need to read that soon. Hulk. Um, Immortal. But if you're not reading Doctor Doom, I fully recommend that because, um. Like if you like Doctor Doom already, this is like it's it's so Doom. <laughs> like he he writes him well, um, and it's just more of the same. But uh, if you don't know much about Doctor Doom, this one he's like he's not so much evil as he is like cunning and clever, um, and he keeps having these visions of the future of where he's not wearing the mask anymore and he has a wife and kids. Um, so that's an interesting plot thread that they're exploring. <laughs> What's so funny, Tanner? In what? my head, I was just thinking, this is completely stupid and just off the wall. But I was thinking, you're like, well, Doom is kind of nice in this. He's not as bad. And then in my head, I was thinking of like a political ad. <laughs> they're like, they're just Why won't this bastard close his fear fall in <laughs> Islands of Adventure then? <laughs> Is he a good man? <laughs> Did you know he had fear falls in Islands of Adventure in Florida? Oh, gosh. Still open. Still open. Just saying. Not that great of a guy. <laughs> He's still using fear. Ooh, is that a Mandalorian wallpaper? It is. It's got Baby Yoda on it. Oh, my that cool? For the audio, folks, I just showed Wyatt my phone with the Mandalorian on it. I'll show it to him. Oh. Right. Yeah. For the non-audio folks, there's a picture of the baby. What if an update from your pharmacy about some embarrassing yeah. medicine yeah. has just got in? Yeah. <laughs> just Valtrex. Yeah. My Valtrex medication just popped up. Here's your work cream. Here's somebody your, in the comments. Somebody, somebody in the comments said. Somebody in the comments said, "Isn't that the herpes, herpes medication?" <laughs> <laughs> and no one replied, "Yes, yes, it is." <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for this. All month. right. Well, I read. And this Tanner, do you want to go? Nah, go ahead. Okay. Why? Did you? Read you anything? seem gonna. I read one thing. Okay. Okay. Cool. I, I read. Look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm cool. Me and Riley are doing Novel Nook, and we're kind of alternating between this huge pile of Star Wars stuff that Riley got. Whoa. Look at all them books. Look at all of them. Books of plenty. <laughs> we're books alternating between this and Halo books, and we're going in order of from the Fall of Reach and up, pretty much. And we've already done Fall of Reach. We did a short story from uh, Halo Evolutions, a very long short story, but it was good. And we did Revan, so now we're moving on. Next episode's going to be Halo the Flood. And I've read Fall of Reach and The Flood and most of these books enough to where I don't need to reread them for this. And, I mean, I really didn't need oh, to reread them. Oh, hear that, audience? He can't commit. <laughs> <laughs> you read Revan. I read Revan. It's more than we could say about I've you. Read, I've read Halo. Hey, I watched all the I've Superman movies Fall and watched them like, again. I've read Fall of Reach eight or ten times, Tanner. 
Who here's watched? <laughs> who here's watched Superman Returns? I watched it before. <laughs> I've seen it before Again, as well. For this freaking Again. Superman interview, we're never going to finish. Okay, my plan was to have it, like, film it next week. Yeah. Oh, is that the plan? That was my plan, yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Anyway. Hold him to that audience. It's to get everyone Unsubscri- Mass unsubscribing if that doesn't do it, happen. <laughs> <laughs> the channel's gone under. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, get it. Oh, get it. Done. <laughs> okay, I really didn't need to reread these two, but, I mean, these are two are kind of my favorite like i like them better than fall of reach and the flood and i mean i kind of just wanted to so i read operation first strike and operation first strike has some wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff because riley you know slip space and how there's a different that human slip space technology isn't very uh precise and sometimes they have time dilation effects going on so they'll leave one day and they'll arrive on the same day or they'll leave one day and arrive a month later Mm, yeah at the beginning of this book it's september and at the end of this book it's the same day and the beginning is an opening it shows um fred and the other spartans because you know in the end of fall of reach master chief takes linda and uh was it james i believe uh to a separate thing, an orbiting station to delete some nav data, and the rest of the Spartans go down to reach to defend generators that are powering these huge orbital guns. Yeah, that's where what's his name like just floated off into yeah, space. Yeah, like his right? thruster pack yeah. got hit and he was thrown out. That was so sad. Mm-hmm. He's only missing a action, right? <laughs> anyway, it opens with Fred, and from his point of view, with the Spartans on the Pelican going to the ground, and they get shot down and they have to jump without any parachute or anything and they say aim for the trees because they're going to grab onto the branches it reminds me of that scene from the other guys if you I was think about to say is this thinking, the other guys <laughs> yeah aim for the bush aim for them bushes <laughs> so yeah we, got, we get to see what happens there and then we it alternates between their story on Reach and the Master Chief right after Halo 1 Halo Combat Evolved, right. and we get to see him, Sergeant Johnson, and a couple other survivors, how they escape from Alpha Halo, and they, they steal a Covenant ship, and they then go back to Reach, because Master Chief wants to know if any of the other Spartans are still alive, and they find a Forerunner artifact, a crystal, that does some weird slip space stuff and causes timey-wimey stuff, and Halsey shows up, she's there again. Cool. Yeah, we see original blue team, Kelly, Fred, Linda, John all together again. And it was really, really good. There's so, not So this one's not about a game then. No, this is between Halo One and Halo Two. Sergeant okay. Johnson is in it a lot. Which is really cool. Like I love Johnson. Okay. And after Is he introduced in Halo Two? No, he was in Halo He's One. In he was one, one. he was just one of the random Marines. Okay. Like he, he well he was named and he shows up in the opening cutscene. He's just like, "Move like you got a purpose," and stuff like that. And <laughs> I remember he had a role in like the very beginning of Halo Two, but I didn't remember if he was. In yeah, the he brings time. you a tank. Yeah. And he's just like, "I know what the ladies like." Is what he says. His one line in the whole game. No. The whole damn novel about this man. 
They did. Contact <laughs> Harvest is all about Sergeant Johnson. It's about the... Oh, Johnson is very prominent in Halo 3, too, yeah. though. Like, he's yeah. the main character. And, I mean, he shows up in Halo 1, like, every time you meet a group of Marines, he's there. Yeah. I always love putting him in the side uh, position of the Warthog, and he just cusses at the Covenant as we drive by, and he'll drive by. Yes. So you read both of those books? Yes, and First Strike has probably my favorite moment. Actually, no, it's in the next book, but it's set up in First Strike, which is really cool. An admiral named Whitecom, who is a cool admiral. He's got a Texas draw. You're telling me about Johnson and Whitecom. Yeah, that's his name, Whitecom. Com. Com. C-O-M-B. Whitecom. Tanner. Naive. Johnson and White Com. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, you three-year-old. Well, no, a three-year-old wouldn't know. <laughs> you fourteen-year-old. I think that's the age range for jokes like that. Anyway, anyway, what happens? Okay, so the UNSC has developed a huge ass bomb. It's basically nine nukes encased in lithium. It's science stuff, and this lithium casing, and when it detonates, it boost it to thermo it boosts the thermonuclear 100 fold this bomb can crack a planet and the covenant did not glass reach entirely so he takes the bomb and manages to with some spartans slip it into the covenant supplies and he hopes it'll they'll take it back to their home world and it'll blow up it, it doesn't go back to their home world but it blows up a huge covenant fleet even bigger than the one coal blew up i'm pretty sure at a covenant world wow yeah and it's really cool because he records a message on it, and he's like just saying, "This is what this is. It's nine warheads encased in lithium." Like I said, then he goes, "It boosts thermonuclear yield one hundred fold." I am Vice Admiral Danforth Whitecom, personally, temporarily in command of the UNSC military base Reach. To the Covenant who may be listening, you have a few seconds to pray to your damned heathen gods. You all have a nice day in hell. And then it cuts off. <laughs> and <laughs> so that happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens with Whitecom. He he's one of my favorite characters. I do like Whitecom. So these well, I guess that book. Is it like is there a lot of space warfare? No, this is actually there's only one real scene and it's not from a UNSC ship. We actually see it only from Covenant ships this point onwards. Okay. Uh, there's a small bit of UNSC combat in uh, Ghost of Onyx because Eric Nyland writes that very well and he likes to include that. But Ghost of Onyx is separate from Master Chief entirely. He does not show up in the book. Okay. The other members of Blue Team do, and this book kind of explains where Blue Team was during Halo 2 and where they were during Halo 3. This book primarily focuses on the Spartan 3 program, which is... Okay. where we introduce a new Spartan who was kind of up there with John and Fred as the best leaders during the Spartan program when they were in training. His name is Kurt, 051, and the book opens with him being kidnapped by another uh, member of the Office of Naval Intelligence, the main rival of Dr. Halsey, so Colonel Ackerson, who we've seen before. Right. And he wants to create Spartans far cheaper. They yeah. don't get Milner armor. Their armor is... Uh, it's semi-powered armor. To put this in perspective, think of Halsey as Tony Stark and this guy as the hammer dude on Iron Man 2 who's trying to create those suits. Mm -hmm. That's pretty it's much like it. like that. Okay. So yeah, these Spartans aren't meant to be 
like the Spartan twos, to do anything and always survive. These are suicide soldiers. They're trained. They're orphans. They're war orphans. And they're clones. No. Flash combs actually don't survive past. They replaced the Spartan two candidates when they kidnapped them with flash combs, and they all died pretty soon after. Pretty dark stuff. I but, was referring to the clones from Clone Wars. Oh. Made to yeah, die. <laughs> kind of. Depends on the Jedi but they so, get. But, sir, we're made to be expendable. Not, Not to, to me. me. That's what Plo, Plo Koon, Plo Bro. Gotta love Plo Bro. <laughs> <laughs> then they shot him in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, die, Plo Bro. The, they're war orphans, orphaned by the Covenant, and the agents of Oni come in and they ask them, hey, you want to get revenge? And they are like, yeah. So they're technically volunteers, but they don't really know what they're volunteering for. Mm. I remember the first class when they get to Onyx, which is the secret planet that's way out in the ends of human space where they're going to be trained at. Um, Their first objective, they load them all up in pelicans, give them a, a parachute, and say, jump. And if you don't have the stones to do it, then you're not going to be in the program. We're going to kick you out. So they have 300 uh, spots instead of like the 100, the 75 when the original uh, Spartan 2 program. And their tr- augmentations are also a lot less harmful. Mm-hmm. And so they're a lot yeah. more successful. So they get 300 Spartans out of this mm-hmm. uh, every time. So they make these soldiers and they send them on uh, several missions and then the whole company gets wiped out on Operation Prometheus, oh. which was a attack on a Covenant world that was like a manufacturing place, and they're not expected to win the war. These soldiers, these Spartan 3s, are only meant to buy time. Hmm. And we see, after we get into all this parts of Spartan 3 program, we get into more of the current events, which is during Halo 2, when Alpha Halo was blown up in Halo 1, it activated these forerunner ruins on Onyx, where the Spartan 3s are trained. And that causes Kurt and a couple teams who are still on the world to compete for top honors, to have to fight Sentinels, and the Covenant show up looking for it. Several parts of the Covenant, because the Great Schism, which is a Covenant Civil War, is happening at the same time. And it's really good. Kurt gets a certified moment of awesome at the end. I really like Kurt. He's probably my favorite character in this book is White Com was in the last book. Hmm. New character, that is. So, yeah, I really... But we never see him ever just in this book. Yeah. Dang. And you will like Kurt. He's good. Kurt's the homie. He is. Kurt's the homeboy Spartan. <laughs> so, the ones in Halo 4 and 5, those are Spartan 4s? Yeah, and they're okay. not children. They are recruited from every branch of the UNSC. They just pick the best of the best, mainly from the ODSTs, a lot and of them. Their augmentations are a lot less, right? No, their augmentations are just as good, and they're, they don't really have any harmful effects. Oh, okay. It just makes them bigger than normal humans, and they're able to wear Gen 2 Milner. Right. And uh, their armor is a lot better, so... Mm-hmm. That kind of helps too. I, the augmentations I don't think are as good as Spartan Two augmentations, but they don't have a, any of the risk, and the armor makes up for it. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I thought they were like made a little bit weaker, but they had better armor yeah. to make up for it. So yeah, that's Ghost of Onyx and First Strike, which we will be reviewing in depth. 
will probably be like an hour and a half for each book. <laughs> you could just cut the parts where you're talking about it in this video and then put them in the other video. <laughs> yeah, we could. We'll take those parts and put them there. I know. How about we take these parts else. and push it somewhere else? What about you, Tanner? Uh, so I read uh, some Wars more of comic? Star Wars The Rise of Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah. You read that? Uh, yeah, I'm still reading that. They keep pushing these issues. What happened out. to those Jedi? From the last ones, the ones nothing. They didn't show up again. Oh, oh maybe they did. <laughs> it's been a while since I read this book. That's okay. Take your time. I'm sorry. It's it really it's has okay, been. Rocky, I read it at the, uh, the start of January. I think I might have even read it over our little break we had there for a little bit. Um, it was really good. I'm still really enjoying it. I like the backstory of Kylo Ren. I like kind of where they're going with it. Luke Skywalker kicks some mother effing ass in this book. He fights the Knights of Ren and. They're gone. It's kind of the Luke I wanted to see in the Star Wars movies that we didn't get. One of the funny parts, though, which I'm going to show you guys, is we get to see Ren, who's the leader of the Knights of Ren, take his mask off. He's been wearing this mask the whole time, right? So take, he, he's trying to convince Kylo Who after they get beat. Who are you before you put on the mask? Yeah, after they get beaten, basically, by Luke. He's trying. He's like, hey, kid, I can sense the darkness in you if you ever need help or anything or you ever want to learn more come find us basically when they're leaving or whatever but he takes his mask off and i shit you not this man is jeffrey epstein oh my god Jeez, jeffrey epstein <laughs> Jeez. this man for the audio viewers i'm showing a picture of jeffrey epstein kylo kylo ren knights of ren leader guy uh I think he we might all, commit suicide. We suicide also got the guy from uh, The Force Awakens, the old guy, and he's on that a little like, journey with him. That looks so like that's the, cool. We get that callback. Looks like the bodyguard from Johnny Quest. Yeah, he kind of does, <laughs> but he, he looked like that in Force Awakens, too. So I like we're getting a little background for all these characters that were in the new trilogy of Star Wars movies. So I, th I like having these characters fleshed out. It makes me like The Force Awakens and stuff like that more. Cool. So, I really liked it. If you ever want to read a Star Wars book, this one's the most interesting one to me right now. I've heard a lot of good things about Dr. Aphra and stuff like that. but Yeah, that's with Vader. Uh, uh, I don't know. I like, a really, I like original trilogy stuff, but like... OT. You know, you can only do so much with that. Yeah. I'm a Clone Wars boy. In my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can do a lot with the Clone Wars because there's so many different characters and there's such long periods of time between the movies that you mm -hmm. can do a lot with the characters. There's three years between two. Original three. trilogy, you can kind of do similar things with, but it's just... Yeah, I read a book. I talked about it. It it's was just not as interesting It was about, like, the full-on, when the Galactic Civil War kicked off, mm -hmm. like, after the destruction of the Death Star. It talks about, like, the mid-rim retreats and stuff on the Rebels' side. It was really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I like stuff like Rally's got the Timothy Zahn, Thrawn oh. stuff. I think stuff like that's super interesting for no the original trilogy. Timeline. Yeah, I know, but it's in for the, the back. Uh, it is in the back. Oh, that See, was in yeah, the back. It's yeah. not like Revan. Oh, they, right here they, we've been tripped, we've been too. backstabbed, and we might but, uh, possibly have been backstabbed. I'm really interested in that period of time in the Star Wars universe just because it seems like the whole new trilogy took place in, what, a year? Yeah. Maybe. So no, I'm really there, there was a year in... between Last Jedi and so yeah, it's like a year and a couple months. You know what I want, but not much time. What do you want, Riley? I want the original episode nine. I want some more uh, Obi Wan and Anakin, like 
before Bef- episode two. Yeah, between episode right. one, like we see the Padawan and the Master. And yeah, uh, if y'all watch maybe, the trailer for the new Clone Wars, it looks like we're getting some expansion into Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, they've yeah. done some... I dig it. The, there's I some scenes lot. from Revenge of the Sith, but we're seeing it from the points of view of different Jedi, like Awa Sakura and uh, mm-hmm. Plo Koon. Because we see the Jedi Council convening, and Mace Windu is like, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. But he's a hologram in this point, see? Instead of the, in the original movie, he's actually there. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah, I do too. I like it. I'll keep reading Knights of Ren or Rise of Kylo Ren, because I think it's cool. And I hope we get to see him get all evil and stuff. How many issues is it? It's a miniseries, right? Eight. Eight? Maybe. Maybe oh. six. Okay. Yeah, not that many. Is it Cullen Bunn, or is it, um... Gosh, how many have you read? You don't know? I do not. Here's what makes Russian Girls so special, though. Just kidding. There's a click here ad on my phone. Oh. <laughs> so? It's one of, he's reading on one of those. Oh, sides. Charles Soul. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Luke he's was cool. He's also good. You could tell in this comic, though, you could really tell at certain scenes... That they legit took, drew Luke from the Last Jedi. Like they drew the scenes that he was in. Yeah. Like this one, mm-hmm. where he's just kind of standing there. That's clear. Like that's honestly like the exact same scene that was in Last Jedi. So, yeah. Hey, see you around. I know. Happens. It does. It does happen. So, can we please go in to the next topic? Also, topic of the show. Let's do it. So, I want to know do we want to do that first, or do we don't want to do 2020 in review? I mean, or 2019, 2019 in review? Yeah, 2020 has Let's just knock this out. I don't think this will take long. No, I don't think so. So, together, we all are continuing to read Spider Man by J.J. Yes. Abrams. And Father his, and Son. And his neglected son. <laughs> yes. We can only come to this conclusion by the content written down in this form of media. Check out that booty, it's a, though. It's a cry for help, really. What that booty do? We should call what the that police. Booty do. But, um, I want to know y'all's overall thoughts on it. Do you like it? Do you think the series is getting better? I know on the, I don't know if it was the previous comics cast, but the one before that, we did not, we were not fans of this series. No, not really. And I keep, I feel like they keep pushing this series out, because correct me if I'm wrong, this they should be on, like, what, issue four now? Mm-hmm. Um, they probably are, but I get mine a little bit late. Oh, Because okay. I get them to the internet. Um, I'm pretty sure they're pushing them out. Yeah, I yeah, they're coming they're out every month. I, think I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. they pushed it out. So my... I don't think so. To answer your question, Tanner, I think it's getting better, but I'm still, like, yeah, not really into it. If you haven't been keeping up this far, basically, there's, um this big battle between Spider-Man and this, like, I don't know, Deus Ex Machina-looking thing. Yeah. Um, the thing kills Mary Jane. In the first And lots page, of other people, yeah. the Avengers. Um, I think the only one who uh, else who survived was Tony Stark, unless they add someone else yeah. in. Um, but Spider-Man, like, beats it and survives. Um, but he... He also had a kid with Mary Jane. So that's what the book is really about, the kid. Um, Kid's name is Ben? Yeah, Ben Parker. Um, So Spider-Man's reaction to Mary Jane dying is to go to the UK, I guess is where he went. He goes all over the world. He avoids his kid. 
Um, doesn't really raise him. Aunt May does that. I don't know how she's still alive, but she is. Yeah, um, Peter's a war correspondent. Yeah. And he, he got wounded when all that happened. He has a hook hand. There was a picture of him. He's holding the camera, and he's taking the picture with the hook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's missing a hand. Yeah. Um, but basically, the kid has grown up with, without a mom, without a dad. Um, he's bitter. Understandable. He, he really hates his dad because he couldn't save Mary Jane and all that stuff. Um, and because he never knew he was Spider-Man or anything. Yeah. Because, I mean, he just starts having all these powers and stuff, and he's just like, why didn't you tell me? And, yeah. And, and he, he had, the only reason Peter is here in this issue is because last issue, he put on a suit that uh, Aunt May had and went and did superhero stuff. And Peter comes back and is like, Ben, you have to take it off. You need to listen to me. It'll destroy you. Just take it off. And Ben is just like, no, you can't tell me he what to do. He does the teenager thing yeah. and just yells. He's like, you've, you're never here. You're not, you've not raised me. You don't have any right to tell me to take it off. Pretty well, much. so this conversation lasts for a couple minutes, and then all of a sudden the whole house blows up, and there's that machine thing standing there with he looks three like claws. A, he looks like a chaos-corrupted Adeptus Mechanicus dude from 40K. Three claws plunge, plunge through Peter's chest, which he would have died. That's what well, he looks like. Why it's references that I no one understands. Exactly. Forty <laughs> K is a uh, has a come, okay come on, size man. fan come base. On, man. It does. It does. Let it go. Let it go. Show him Peter getting shish kebobbed. He got shish kebobbed. Yeah. Um. There's them blowing up. He should be dead. That's. He should be dead. All right. But Riley because really wants Peter because Parker he's dead. superhuman, he survives this. And the guy puts him in a tank to keep him alive. Yeah, and because apparently Peter is the key to resurrecting all of these people in his pods. His blood is some type of bio, some type of way. key. Because his I was dad reminded made of radioactive a... semen in this story. Ooh, no, it ain't that bad. <sighs> I mean, this is bad, but it's not that bad. Uh, no, uh, nothing's that bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. This doesn't make me want to just throw it in the garbage, though. Like, I'm actually interested to see where they'll go. Yeah. I liked, I actually liked old man Tony Stark in this. Okay. With his man bun. Yeah. Yeah. He's and like his beard. Old man hipster. I liked him. Doing the rich man equivalent of living in uh, a basement. But the spoilers for the end of the comic, the story ends with these cadaverous versions of... Isn't that the dude's name? Yeah, cadavers. Yeah, the cadaverous. It might be a girl. They hint at who it is, and it kind of does read like that. It would I think be the it's girl, Ivan, right? Something like Ivan that. Ivan was the other scientist. Yeah, something like that. So, and the other one died. Uh, yes, or it could be cadavers. That's where I got. It. But I, I thought cadavers would be Ivan's. Either one. Maybe it's both. I don't know. This is JJ. We're talking. Oh, about they here. could be morphed together. Yep. This is JJ we're talking about here, but um, the the ending has the Avengers as cadaverous people. Yeah. Zombie Avengers. Yeah, basically zombie Avengers. All in the same in the Avenger poses. Yeah. So. So, Peter being the key to this thing working, they they've already established in this book that Richard Parker was the one that mm-hmm. helped to develop that. With uh, Tony's dad. Yeah, yeah, that serum. So, like, that makes me think that 
that they don't know any origin except what they saw in Amazing Spider-Man, the movie yeah. for Richard Parker. <laughs> Could be. Is that he's, he wasn't a scientist. I mean, this is a depressed Peter Parker, so just like Amazing Spider-Man. Fair point. Where's the skateboards? This one isn't as cool. Anyway. That's saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting better. But. Jeez, man, you freaking killed her. <laughs> yeah. How much better can it get is the real question. I think it's just okay. I got a meh for this issue. Yeah. Wyatt, what do you think? Also meh. a meh. I think that might be for the entire Riley. series. I think a meh is the best we can ask yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> High hopes that it gets better somewhat. Are maybe. there, there going to be five of these or was it six? I thought it was five. I did not see on the front. Only two no, there are. It doesn't. I don't know. Um, All right, so I guess we're that's three po- pushed. At this point, I can't three really... got pushed back three weeks and four got pushed back 11 weeks. Okay. Done. Um, I can't recommend this yeah. right now. We'll just have to see where it goes. We read it so you don't have to. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to move into our main segment on the cast, which is 2019 in review. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, basically, guys, I want to know kind of what your favorite, your favorite uh, movie, TV, comic book was for the year. Game. Game. So, what do you want to start with? We'll start with comic. Uh, yeah, we that's why they're here. Yeah, we're here favorite. for the comics. For uh, me, um, go ahead. Spider-Man: Life Story. Oh, man, that's hell a of good a choice. One. Yeah. Hell of a choice. Yeah, that was good. It was, was fun, not just because it was really good, but we all read it together, and yeah. we did it on the cast. That was what we did before JJ came and took a dump on that segment. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good dump. Yeah. We're, we're one and one on yeah. Spider-Man topics for this cast. Yep. It was just really um, good. It was really cool seeing this go by in decades. The story was good. Even though it was like a 10-year skip every issue, it yeah, still flowed very know, well. If you don't know, it's like what if Spider-Man aged in real time from the time he was created in 1962. Um, so that's like six decades right there. Um, so each issue is a different decade. Um, and it's like showing how he would age and how things would change. And how around him you would deal change. with events that happened during the, like in the 60s. Exactly. He's wondering if he's going to go to Vietnam or not. And he actually like grows up and yeah. has different responsibilities and things. Um, but this is a story we'll be talking about forever, mm-hmm. I think. I think it's like pretty much a comic masterpiece. I agree. Yep. I really is that all, all of us are picking... Life story? Yeah. I mean, I all, in all honesty, probably, if it if we're narrowing it down to comics that we, you know, read this year, or if it's just comics that came out this year, I definitely think Spider-Man Life Story is the best comic to come out this year. Mm-hmm. I think some would argue Hulk, Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk has been really Immortal good. Hulk's been great. I think some people might even say Doom. Yeah. Doom is probably their favorite stuff they've read. I've heard, I've heard I great mean, things about Tom King's Batman. I honestly, haven't, haven't read heard it. much about Doom. I'm the only one that I know that's really into it. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Okay. 
f- for me though, if we're not doing that, a, a book I read for the first time was okay. Superman for All Seasons. Love that comic. That's a great Superman comic. It's the Spider-Man Blue we of Superman that. comics. It's a great one. I loved it so much. It's, it, it focuses more on Clark Kent. And I love when you focus on Clark Kent. I love when you try to humanize the alien that is Superman. Because it, he's so relatable in a lot of ways. And the movie industry does not know how to serve Superman justice. No. If you if you watch our Superman in review, you'll discover that. Go watch it. We'll get more. I promise. <laughs> one day. Mm. But really, Jeff Loeb does a fantastic job with this story and... I really liked Lana in this story and her relationship with Clark and Smallville. It's just an incredible story. I'm so-so on the art. It's different for me, at least. I like more realistic stuff, but it's fantastic. If you haven't ever read it, it did not come out this year, but it was my favorite comic that I read personally this year, even if it did come out this year. Cool. Um, well, it, the whole thing didn't come out this year. But I was great. I was very grateful to see Doomsday Clock finally end this this past year. Yeah, it hadn't been going on for three years. It started in twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. So comic running for about two years. Um, it had a pretty good ending. It didn't like leave you wanting more or anything like that. It was um, satisfying. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it did a great job of the real purpose I think was to like bridge the Watchmen universe with the DC universe and they at first were going to try to say that Dr. Manhattan was the reason that um, the universe was kind of messed up from the New 52 you know how the New 52 the characters are different they were Mm -hmm. made younger for new readers and stuff like that they're trying to say that he's the reason for that um but they didn't end up really proving that going that way oh, super okay. hard. Um, they just kind of allude to it. Yeah, don't spoil it for me because I do want to read it. Yeah, oh, we, we're I'm, all I'm gonna not. read it. But they do establish this thing called the metaverse, which is like how everything revolves around Superman. So, like you know how he's the symbol of hope. Well, mm-hmm. he's the reason that all of these things happen the way they do. Mm. Um, and it's a great way of explaining how the 1930s Superman could be the same as today's Superman. Because it's a metaverse. And I'll let you read it. I don't want to explain the whole thing. But it's a mind-blowing concept. And it's like... I don't think anyone else other than Jeff Johns could have even thought of something like this. It was really good. Um, so, Yeah, Jeff Johns is very good. When we were doing uh, Chimmy Crisis, my favorite was the 52 mm-hmm. part of that, which was a lot of that was Jeff Johns. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to read it. So I had to look up movies of 2019 because I couldn't remember. <laughs> Um, but for me, uh, we're going to get into movies now for 2019. What was our favorite movie of 2019? And I think there's one movie that stood out to me. Was it Rise of Skywalker? It was not Rise of Skywalker. Really, I don't know. Shocker. And I think that movie, 
I know what it is. What do you, what was it, Rowdy? It was the Joker. It was not Joker. Wow. It was Endgame. I'm surprised. Endgame, Endgame. I think, was my favorite movie of the year. I think Joker okay. Joker would probably be number two. Because it was a movie. Joker was a movie that stayed with me for days after I watched it. See, and Joker, I think, Joker was my favorite. Yeah. Endgame, Endgame did similar. I mean, there was a lot of good comedies this this year, too. I, I love Dolomite is my name. Dolomite is my name. It was really good. I really enjoyed that movie. Mr. Rogers. Oh, yes. Mr. Rogers' movie was fantastic, <laughs> yeah, too. It Just was. a really fantastic movie. Very heartwarming. Uh, but, yeah, I think Endgame. Endgame, Endgame had that significance. I mean, granted, Endgame has the advantage of having 23 films build it up to be as good as it is. And they stuck the landing. Mm-hmm. Which was an impossible task after Infinity War, which I, I'm still in belief that Infinity War is a better movie than yeah. Endgame. But Infinity War is my favorite MC. Infinity movie. War is a better movie than Endgame, but Endgame still stuck the landing of 24 films, which is so impressive and something that will probably never, ever, ever, I ever happen again. With you saying that, I have to agree that Endgame, with all that build up and all that it had to mm-hmm. do, that's very impressive. So I've. Yeah. Probably got to say, Endgame, probably my top movie for 2019. Well, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Is that um, your favorite movie of the year, though? I don't know. I'd have to see a list, because I don't remember what came out. But I really did like Endgame a lot. <laughs> it's so crazy looking back at the start of the year, looking at stuff that came out. Yeah, you like, like, that came out? Shazam came out this year? <laughs> right. Midsummer. I like Shazam. I like Shazam a lot. Midsummer was the start of this year. Uh, I wanted to see that Ford versus Ferrari. I never yeah, did. No, I yeah. got to see it here. I was like, Captain Marvel came out this year, which I liked more than most. I was people. like, you're kidding. It, it was honestly crazy that I saw this many movies. Dark Phoenix was a good movie. It was good. Yeah, yeah for an X Men movie, <laughs> it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. Oh, uh, it just had a no marketing. No, no, it wasn't even that. It wasn't a good movie at all, in all fairness. It was okay, but I mean, it, it was just as bad as the other X Men movies, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, but I love X Men movies. Oh, you know, Riley disagrees when he goes, "Okay," after a okay. chuckle. No, I love X Men okay. movies. I love X Men movies more than Riley does. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying it's um, it wasn't that bad in comparison to like The Last Stand or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad. No, it it wasn't bad. Um, it chapter two came out. That was, was not a very good movie. Okay, I disagree. I disagree. I thought it was pretty good. He's wrong. Okay. <laughs> what was that? The Terminator movie came out. Terminator movie was great. Yeah, critics killed it. <laughs> it's a fucking great film. Real dumb, real dumb, real good though. Critics hated it, but Tanner, yep. Tanner loved it. It was the best movie since C two. Critics agreed with me. Um, just did, didn't make no money. Detective yeah. Pikachu came out. That was trash. No, it wasn't. Garbage. No, it wasn't. Junk. What? Where are Spam. these opinions coming from? Porn. Gary, get off of it. That's a reference. An inside Literally reference. Literally, no one will get. That. I know. I said it was an inside reference. No, Detective I Pikachu. I'll tell, I'll tell you. I'll tell the audience why Detective Pikachu is dumb. Spoilers for Detective Pikachu, but you've had a year to watch it, so <laughs> tough luck. Um, so Detective Pikachu. Here we go. My problem with Detective My problem with Detective Pikachu is Detective Pikachu. Uh, the Pikachu, obviously, voiced by the great Ryan Reynolds. Forever may he, he reign as sexy as man alive, because he still is. But Ryan Reynolds 
is the voice of Pikachu. Now, this man is looking for his father. Little African American boy looking for his father. Right? Whole movie looking for his father. He doesn't realize that the Pikachu's voice is Ryan Reynolds. Does Ryan Reynolds exist in Pokemon World? What? Yes, Ryan Reynolds is his father. The actor, Ryan Reynolds, is his father. And yet the child does not realize that his father is Pikachu. That's some minus points, yeah. So, I mean, I get it if you have some generic voice, but your dad's voice is Ryan Reynolds. It is a pretty well-known voice. You would know that that was your dad. And also, this Pikachu has a personality. He's Ryan Reynolds. You would know that was your father. But he didn't. So, yeah. Good Pokemon movie, though. Not a very good movie. Good Pokemon movie. I liked the... All the different Pokemon that we oh, got yeah. to see. The, like the big turtles. The designs were really good. Yeah, they were. They, they were, were really cool. cute, too. Yeah. Um, I hated... If you like Pokemon, you'd like I don't know. Them. I liked the boy being reunited with his father, but at the same time, I didn't want to see that Pikachu go. I, I liked <laughs> Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu a lot. Should have been his own thing. It was funny. I agree. But yeah, Riley, in-game your favorite movie of the year. Probably, yeah. Okay. Damn right it was. What's next? Game? Game of the year. Call of Duty. <laughs> That's all Riley's played. Yeah. You, you think so? <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what video games that came out in 2019. I really liked um, uh, Days Gone. Days Gone was a great game. Which was the zombie the PS4, zombie PS4 exclusive. Yeah, it, it was, was a it was, huge open world. It was good. It was good. Jedi Fallen Order was good. Yeah, would put it great, but it was good. I it, like the lightsaber contact, new, but the light the, the lightsaber combat was super good. Um, I think probably Call of Duty. Yeah, you would say Call of Duty. It was good. I missed that kind of Call of Duty. Uh, I so do too. It was I really, really fun. I love I love the trash talk at being back. You guys don't play with your with the other people's voice. You mute everyone, but I play with it open. So when I play Search and Destroy, I had a dude say, "I'm gonna find your grandma and kill her in your in her sleep or something like that." Good gosh. <laughs> and it's just, it's just you can't you don't get that anywhere. It's, I would say yeah, for mul- for multiplayer, yeah, for me it's Modern Warfare. But I mean, I played two very good single player games, that being Greedfall and The Outer Worlds, and. I will look for well-written games as my chief thing to look out for, I guess. That's it, Chief. It, that was it, Chief. These games were it. Greedfall introduced a world splendidly. had excellent world building. It was immersive. The quest writing was very good. The only thing hindering it was the low budget, which is the same thing for Outer Worlds, because Outer Worlds did the same thing. But I will say I like the writing of Outer Worlds better because... They just know how to make a really good RPG, an action RPG, and how to how to put skill checks in dialogue. Because there would be like 13 different skill checks for one dialogue option. Well, one different dialogue frame. Like, depending on how your character gets through, you can use all your skills, pretty much. Yeah, as far as game I played the most this year, it was definitely Call of Duty. Uh, 
like why I like single player games, RPG elements, simulation. I love simulation games. I love tycoon games. And there was one game I played most of the year this year. And it came out eh, two years ago. It might have came out last year. Uh, and that was Planet Coaster. I freaking love Planet Coaster. Oh my gosh. I love, it's it's the, the Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, which is a game I was obsessed with when I was a teenager. I mm-hmm. loved and this it is was. like this is the HD equivalent of Roller to- Coaster Tycoon, and I can download other people's stuff, all the cool stuff they make, and I can make parks that I've always wanted. I'm, I'm right now. I'm making the Sony Pictures Park. Yeah, you you come in, of course I am, right? So you come in, and it's got like you know the classic Disney circle, and to the left there's an Uncharted slash adventure area. So it's got all the Sony classics, the Uncharted's, the Jumanji's. Crash Bandicoot. The Crash Bandicoots. And they're all over here in this adventure section. And you split out to the right, it's my New York section. So we got the Spider-Man, we got the Ghostbusters. Which, by the way, Planet Coaster, you added a Ghostbusters DLC. And I love you for it. Because <laughs> the, the, you can make dark rides where you control like shooting, like a shooting gallery, like Toy Story. Yeah. But Ghostbusters. <laughs> And it's amazing. Like Universal Men in Black yes, ride. Yes, like Universal Men in Black ride, but it's Ghostbusters. And people... Do you get slimed? No, but there is Slimer. <laughs> and you, there is slime that you can place around stuff. But one of my rides I is... It's themed to um, Hollywood Tower of Terror, right? Yeah. So it goes up and down and stuff. It's themed to Ghostbusters, though. That's so cool. you shoot up in the air, and at the top, it's Gozer and the... The Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> you go down a floor and you're in the Sedgwick Hotel and it's got the, the, the kitchen and stuff. And they're flat or the, the hallways and stuff. And then one floor opens up and it's the park. Oh my god, I love it so if much. If that ride existed, I don't like the Tower of Terror. Yeah. But if that ride existed, I You would ride it, right? And like, so my entrance is the Ghostbusters Fire Tower. Yeah. And then next to it is the Sedgwick Hotel. And that's where the ride actually is. But you can walk through the Ghostbusters fire team and all the Ghostbusters are there. The car. Oh, it's awesome. And I also have a Slimer coaster next to it. And it's just Slimer. And then you ride it. It's like a kiddie ride. It's really cool. And then my most recent ride that I added to the New York section. A boat ride through pink slime. No, I wish. Oh, man. I wish. This is the The New York section. This is the New York section. So I'm trying to come up with different things for it. So I have like a black Venom roller coaster mm-hmm. that goes through. So no Spider-Man ride yet. I just put Venom. But I do have a James Bond ride, which is like a mechanical arm like Harry Potter. But it's like going through town and there's stuff exploding and stuff. Oh, yeah. it's cool. It's a cool ride. And then I have on the other side, I have a Bad Boys ride. It doesn't really fit in the area because Bad Boys is obviously set in Miami. <laughs> but... I themed it really cool. Every so, New Yorker viewer just turned it off. No, it's bad boys for life. That's what the coasters call it. And the movie. Even though it's the third movie and not the fourth one. They really messed that up. Um, bad boys three die. Yeah, right? Like, dude, Bad boys three. And then you do bad boys for life. Or bad boys thrice. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the good three one is. Three for the money. They'd have show. to add a new character. I don't know. But anyways, it was Bad Boys for Life. And there's like SWAT cars and like police helicopters set up around it. It's like a, it's honestly like Mystery Mine where it's the two rows and it flies through. God, I love that game. It's a great game. I haven't, I haven't went back to my park yet in a long time. I'm playing on career mode, so I actually have to make money and stuff to do things. And I have to market my park. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, as a business so and management student, there. Where are you located? Oh my god, I love like, it. Do you actually no, get to pick, get to pick okay. a location? I wish, but it's hard. <laughs> I go into debt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, every time I build a roller coaster, it's like, okay, I've got to get three loans and hope to God I make enough money <laughs> to pay it back. Because if I don't, I'm going to be in the red. Tanner <laughs> makes Pirates of the Pancreas, and it doesn't do well, so the bank <sighs> takes his park. Yeah, there, well, there was one ride. So, like I said, it's two sections. I was really bad on so it comes in, and it's, it's adventure section, New York section. And then if you go forward, what I wanted to do was a Greece section, right? So it would be themed to God of War. And we'd have Greece and Clash of the Titans. I thought you meant Greece like the musical. <laughs> no. was like a whole section to this? As you can see, I, I mean, was... fair enough. Does Tanner really like Greece? Wasn't thinking of how much money could be made here because the Greece section fucking bombed. Oh. It made no money. Oh. I don't know why. It had everything. Did you have chariot racing? No, it had the carousel. I had a carousel. I had a, like a Greek pavilion of restaurants. You should have had a guy. I had a hotel. I had. I had you a. Had freaking... a hotel in the middle of the park. Yeah, you can do that. Dang. Yeah, I had a hotel. The the Ghostbusters has a restaurant area. Yeah. And then I had a. Um, I had a hotel in the Greece section and a bunch of restaurants, a bunch of shops, and then after that, there's a. Um... Are you selling togas? No, I'm that not selling any help. clothing. That might help. You got a merchandise that crap. I know, I'll I do. buy one. I have like a hat shop and Chill, stuff. Chill, young man. But anyways, <laughs> you got to hire vendors, and they always quit because I never pay them enough. But <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I know, right? Well. But, um, they, uh, but this God of War section, a Greece section, I have a Poseidon ride. It didn't make any money. It was cool, though. And then I had a, the God of War wooden roller coaster. And no one visited either of them. Wow. So I made no money. Wow. But I'm doing fine now. I broke even on. I mean, I made. I'm at, operating at a profit right now because of the Bad Boys coaster. Wow. People love the Bad Boys. Bad Boys for life. But yeah, that, that, that's probably my favorite game of the year. I hope you enjoyed us talking about our 2019 in review. I think 2019 oh, was a hell TV. of a year. Oh yeah. Why do you want to do a TV? I'm just kidding. What was your favorite TV service this year? Uh, You're gonna say Harley Mandalorian. Quinn. Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian. Yeah. Both of y'all. Probably. Mine was you season three, or season two. That was a great show. I binge watched the whole thing. I don't usually do that. It's a good show. Great show. If you haven't watched you, go watch you. It reminds me a lot of Dexter. Dexter's a great show, and you kind of does the same elements of that, except it's just a really creepy guy. It's a sicko. Yeah. It's a sicko. It's a sicko Who kills people. Yeah. I don't think I watched any other TV shows this year. The Witcher. I didn't watch it. Gotta watch The Witcher. It was good? It's pretty good. That's good. It's pretty good. Uh, I did. uh, I finished Crisis on Infinite Earths. It was okay. Yeah, I haven't watched that. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Mandalorian was just so good, though. Because, I mean, it was Star Wars. It was a Western. All filmed indoors. Yeah. They had those Western elements. Did you know it was the uh, Unreal Engine? Really? Yeah, that was the Unreal Engine. It was that. like a game engine, so when that, that is act, cool. when they were on set, they could actually see everything around them. It wasn't that's like they were staring cool. at a green screen like us. That's cool. That is really cool. Yeah, so they actually could see everything, and it, they were using a game engine. So you know how realistic it looks. You know, that's how they made Lion King. Really? Yeah. Unreal Engine. So this is how they're going to do movies now. Yep. Welcome. It was the same director, too, John Favreau, for both of those. Yeah. So John Favreau did a good job on Mandalorian. I like that show a lot. It blended Show Star me Wars the baby. and westerns, and just 
it was new. It was fresh. I'm g- so glad they didn't do just just for the soundtrack. They didn't just repeat John Williams' space opera. Exactly. They did new stuff. It had stuff. a cool theme song that you doom, remember. Doom, doom, doom. We really do get them. I swear. I want him to keep going. I want to see how long it lasts, right? He's going to do the whole thing. I know, right? It's impressive. But we got possibly one of the greatest memes ever, Baby Yoda. Yeah, that's true. He's a good. He's a good one. He's a good baby Yoda. Yes. Show me the baby. And then... Uh, he force chokes a girl. Yeah. <laughs> he do. <laughs> Game of Thrones ended poorly. No one cares about Game of Thrones yeah. anymore, which no, I enjoy so much. The show. I know, but I enjoyed that so much that there was such this big fan base for Game of Thrones. And then, just, <laughs> and then it just fucking You like that millions of people no one were disappointed. Tanner feeds off the dark energy. He no really does. Some shit about Game of Thrones. Tanner, it, Tanner's the Jimmy Comics troll. I am. I yeah. really am. I don't give a shit either. <laughs> no, no one here watched that, did no. they? No. Okay. I watched the final season. <laughs> you were lost, weren't you? <laughs> nah. He doesn't care. He uh, just looked up the spoilers. Yeah, I was crushing on some girl, and she was like, do you watch Game of Thrones? And I was like, I guess I do now. <laughs> As you do. As you do. As is tradition. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there was any other TV shows. I feel like there was. There's some um, something nagging Doom, at me Doom that Patrol? I feel like Doom Patrol was good. It got really weird on the yeah. last couple episodes. Flex Mentale. Flex Mentale was a great character. I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. From what I know oh, of him, based Flex. on our cast oh, on the attractive God, he comic was a great great character, guy. you were like Flex Mentale, man. Flex orgasm. <laughs> he flexes it, and you do stuff such as orgasm. Incredible, incredible character, Flex Mentality. Um, really good writing. One of my favorites was Swamp Thing. Ooh, another DC universe, and you really like Harley Quinn right I now. Yeah, yeah. So everything I've heard about DC universe, I used to have it. I don't have it anymore because I got the Disney Plus and got way too much subscription stuff going on right you now. You only afford one. I can only afford so much. I've got more than one. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, DC universe is worth it. If you're a fan it of DC really Comics, yeah. if you are... They you, delivered. The, yeah, they really delivered. And I, I'm hoping they keep it around with the network that they're making, the Warner Brothers network. I really hope they keep it around. Is Warner Brothers owned by NBC? That can't be right. No. Warner Brothers is the HBO Max thing. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, right. If NBC okay. owned it, it would be going well, down burning. NBC is doing a network, but it's going to be free. So that's nice. Makes sense. <laughs> it's subscription is going to be free unless you get the premium one. It's going to be like Hulu, basically. Yeah. You get a set amount of stuff, and then if you want the rest, you pay for it, basically like Hulu. So I'm excited for all these streaming networks. Uh, I feel like we're going to go back to TV. It's going to be the same thing. Yeah, you're just you have a choice now, though. Somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat have a. They choice. haven't packaged them all together yet. Right. Uh, so any announcements? Any announcements, boys? Before we wrap up this episode, any announcements um, for well, the hopefully month of we'll February? Hopefully, we'll be doing a Watchmen and Doomsday Clock review for, for you guys. Tales. Tales. Yeah. Right. Um, let's see here. February. I feel like we're gonna have a con- we're gonna have content up almost every week. Hopes. Yeah, Probably. that's the goal. The goal um, is to have at least content up once a week. I, whether that be a read and tell, Comics Cast is always going to be the last week of the month. Yes. So that's established. We're going to have, 
maybe two Superman episodes this month. Maybe two. That's that's Mayhaps. my goal. Um, at least one. God, I can't wait to Man of Steel. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Superman Returns was good. Okay, let's see here. Any other announcements? Me and Wyatt are filming the Jimmy Culture cast yes. right after this episode yeah. of Jimmy Comics cast. So look forward to that on the channel. It's going to go up next week, followed by the next week being Darth Revan. You good with that? And then the next week, we'll have a read and tell slash Superman in review. And the next week, we'll have another episode of the Jimmy Comics cast. So a whole month of Jimmy Comics content. Maybe some content dropping two times a week. So it's going to be a great month for us. I hope y'all are enjoying the new shows, the new formats, all of that stuff, the green screen, all of that good stuff. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Chimmy Comics cast, and we will see you next month in February. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Catch you later.